Ladies and gentlemen, happy 2022. Hi. That's Darren. That's me. I'm Brandon. Guys, we're back. We are back with another episode, and we are joined by uh, a gentleman we just met, but it feels like a brother from another mother that we've known for years. And we got our boy Joel, aka Token Black Guy. Joel, what's good, man? Man. Token black guy. I see two other token black guys. My, that's what, look, we're just some tokens. I think I'm going to call the episode that. Yeah. Black tokens. Black tokens. That's what it is. <laughs> I mean, geez, it's good, man. Um, thank you for having me on, by the way. Absolutely. I definitely appreciate it. Uh, I'm excited after our previous conversations, of course. Yeah, it's, man. It's, it's going to be very steamy. So I, I get we, into it. We did an episode with um, Dr. Christina Crenshaw from Baylor. And mm-hmm. I think a few days after that, she sent me one of your videos. I forget what it was because you churn out some content. Let me tell you something. Um, <laughs> and she sent me one of your videos and said, you guys should have him on. And I was like, done. <laughs> so your video. I'm like, yeah, done, done. This guy, How do I even know her? Does she know me? She, she or? just, she, I guess she just I think follows, she follows your page. You. Yeah. yeah. She follows your page. So, listeners, like, if you don't follow Token Black Guy on Instagram, follow him. Um, follow his page. It's, I'm honored. I'm honored. Yeah, man. Because th- that's it's not every day that happens at all where it's like, oh, this guy. I'm, I just make content like every other American, you know? Yeah, yeah, so yeah. So, I just assume because people see me on the street and they're like, oh, aren't you that? I'm like, no, I'm just a normal dude. <laughs> I'm just a freaking normal guy. <laughs> not a celebrity because that's when it becomes an issue that when is when it comes becomes an issue you're like that's yeah, exactly right stuff no. no yeah man um but you also are an ambassador for prager you right i'm an ambassador for uh prager force and i'm an ambassador for turning point usa and today is america and for- and so how did that begin and then after you share this we're going to jump backwards and you can tell our listeners a little bit about yourself well that began because I actually started doing this, like the political commentating, a year ago, okay. which was actually pretty funny because I never wanted to touch politics. Never. I was a college student in Boston, and I was like, you know what? Yeah, mm, I love Trump. I would have voted for him in 2016. Mm. But yeah, no, I started commentating <laughs> last year, and I really got into it, and I kind of found my niche. Mm. And my first collab was probably was it with prager you because i love prager you mm, well yeah. before yeah they i do used great to work. learn from them all that i became a prager you uh prager force influencer because they have more of like a uh, get involved type of mindset because prager you is the parent company mm. but prager force is to draw in uh younger crowds that want to learn about america and they teach you a whole bunch it's a huge community so if you have kids who actually want to be a part and make a difference have them start with prager force because they educate them tremendously and they make them critically think every single day so prager force was the first one i'm not a prager you ambassador yet gotcha which i will be soon and then it was um turning point usa i went to a turning point event last year sas are you guys familiar with sas no student no. action summit oh i've heard of that yeah i've yeah, heard of that student action summit that's basically where a whole bunch of young conservatives even adults can go mm-hmm. and they just turn up man yeah great speakers uh, 
breakout sessions, those kinds of things where mm. you get to meet people you actually watch online and you're like, oh, those dudes are dope. And then you meet them and you're like, they're just normal people. Yeah. yeah. So yeah, yeah, yeah. that's where I started. I met my girlfriend there actually. So shout out to Prager Turning Point for that because mm. dude changed my life 100% and became an, an ambassador for them this year. Yeah. And we went to America Fest. And it was probably the biggest event you'll ever be at. Mm. So, I don't. I don't know about you, but I am a proponent. We are proponents of. I mean, I think you've addressed this a little bit where in our private mm -hmm. conversations, but we want to have discourse with people who disagree. Like we want to talk yeah. about these things. But we're at a place now where you go to those. You talk about these different conferences you've been to, and yeah. it's a breath of fresh air to be around like-minded people. Oh, you man. you get to lay it's your hair never. down. You get to turn a little bit of your wheels off in your brain because you know that they're mm -hmm. not going to try to attack you on something frivolous no, and ridiculous. Yeah, you just you just yeah. can be and relax. Um, it's like a nice breath of fresh air. Absolutely, it's kind of a chamber. Yeah, you're surrounded by yeah. like-minded individuals where it's just like, yeah, we are all here for a common purpose, which is mm -hmm. good to reunite. And to kind of like recharge and, but at the end of the day, we don't grow in that light. We listen to very similar individuals mm. like Tucker, mm -hmm. but at the end of all of it, we still need, we need to be challenged. And that's kind of why we go to these conferences because they do tell you, go out there, go have those conversations. Mm. And we would be willing to go to the less, um, events if they ever held anything right like turning point yeah but they don't do those kinds of things right and we would happily invite them in if they would be civil about the whole situation mm. but the majority of them don't want to be yeah. in our environment i suppose to to we when it comes to them yeah and that's kind of the issue there do people uh at the turning point events continuously interrupt one another over a point of personal privilege absolutely <laughs> not there's not even <laughs> Point of personal. You guys watched that video. Yeah, yeah. Where I was it's like, it's the cringiest thing I've ever seen. I feel triggered. Yeah. <laughs> oh, like, I'm man. like, did the meeting start yet? Yeah. <laughs> when do they start? Oh, no. Yeah. No, that was just the beginning. That was introductions. <laughs> if you guys haven't seen clips from the Democratic Socialist Convention, then try, try and watch them. It's hard. Yeah. Uh, it's, it's hard. A, I believe. Five-year-olds could have a better conversation. Oh yes. yeah, one hundred percent. They would. Yeah. One hundred percent. Because five-year-olds are like, oh, okay, we yeah, have right, something right. in common, but we're not it, snowflakes. And it's I, really and I, re sad. I refuse to believe that even a quarter of Americans think like that. Yeah, like oh. those are the only people that think like that in that room. Like it has to be. Like that oh, no. was the most it's insane. Y'all know it is. It is. It's getting worse. Go on these college campuses. Yeah, oh, yeah, they're breeding. Yeah, they're breeding. Yeah. You know what? And that's it's that is slightly scary to me because it's been a while since I've been on a college campus. I'll be thirty five in February. And I haven't like and then outside of that I've been in church ministry. So um I haven't been on a college campus and I don't know what that's like. I'm curious to hear about what that looks like a little bit from you. Well. But wait, before you get into that, let's start from the beginning because one oh, thing yeah. the one thing I fell in love with from the moment I laid eyes on your video oh, was your ha was your Those handle. Deep words, man. <laughs> Very your deep handle. Words. Token black guy. I said, I don't need to, I don't need to watch this video. He's coming over. We're gonna have dinner and enjoy time together. But dude, you have got to share 
about where that name came from and just let that bleed into kind of like who you are a little bit? Well, that name honestly comes from a background joke, like I told you, where it's just like, yeah, I grew up in Africa. Mm -hmm. I grew up surrounded by very like-minded individuals who share the same skin color as mm -hmm. I do, where that was not really a huge problem. But I also grew up where it was naturally diverse, mm -hmm. naturally diverse because I went to an international school where there was kids from all over the place, man. Like you didn't even, it didn't matter. Of course, there were rich individuals, but mm -hmm. I was one of those kids who basically didn't affiliate with just one group yeah. just because of my skin color. And I always had an Asian friend, uh, a Hispanic friend, you name it, mm -hmm. all of those kinds of people in my circle. And I was always the only black guy. And I look around and I'm like, where are they? And you see, there's a, just like in high schools today, mm -hmm. a click of black people right yeah. there, a click of Asians. Asians are the worst at that, actually. Mm -hmm. No offense. Asians yeah. are the worst at that, especially in college where they just stay together. They don't mm. care about anybody. You talk about racist. I'm going to say or Asians are probably the most racist. Wow. After. No, it's not funny. But that's kind of how it came about. And then when I went into politics, I was like, hmm, if I'm going to do something like this, obviously, I'm considering a not considering my goal is to become a governor. Mm -hmm. So afterwards, I was like, OK. I, I want to be funny and I want to kind of like level the playing field and allow people to joke a little bit about it because it's a conversational sta starter. People mm -hmm. like token black guy USA. You're not the only token black guy USA. What the heck? <laughs> so I picked that name specifically to break the ice with everybody because I knew the liberals would be triggered. <laughs> and I knew and, and if you saw my video, my coming out video as a conservative, which I wasn't really coming out as a conservative, but that's kind of what I was doing because mm -hmm. they were going to call me that eventually. Yeah. So yeah. you have to embrace whatever they're going to throw at you. Mm. So that's kind of why I decided Token Black Guy USA. And mm. it's always represented me. So it didn't change a thing. Yeah. yeah. It just became who I am. And now everywhere I go, people are like, you're Token Black Guy. I'm like, okay, thank you. Yeah, well, I mean, oh, go ahead. Yeah, Joel, on a, <laughs> on behalf of former uh, president, former vice president Joe Biden, you ain't mm. black. Oh, thank you, <laughs> mm. man. I I gotta get me one of those white privilege cards. Yeah. <laughs> man, you know, like what you're saying, uh, we've addressed this a number of times because it's similar to our background, probably on the other mm -hmm. side of the spectrum. Um, yeah. Where we grew up in Baltimore City, West Baltimore City, um, it I'm was. Sorry, man. <laughs> <laughs> and and here's the thing: our parents raised us in a well-rounded way. So obviously, mm -hmm. all of Baltimore City, where we grew up, is all black. But mm -hmm. yeah. they put us in sports that was all white. We were always the only black guys on our sports teams. Mm -hmm. um, we played. We grew up playing soccer and baseball. Mm -hmm. um, and so you know, so. We f didn't feel at home playing sports, though we knew how to blend. But then we also didn't feel at home all the way in, even at home in Baltimore City, because we weren't like our parents put guardrails around our lives. They mm. cared about our education and uh, they um, punished us when we got in trouble. And <laughs> we had two of them. Yeah, we had two. We had two of them. <laughs> you know, um, it makes a huge difference. Yeah. Right. Right. Uh, they they trained us in how to speak and uh, mm -hmm. speak well, um, and so 
some of the things that you run into that you I'm sure you definitely ran into is that when you are black and when you do those things, apparently that's outside of the profile of what a black American should be doing. Yeah, exactly. Which is the dumbest thing in the world. Mm -hmm. Uh, And from an outsider's perspective, from an African-American necessarily, uh, it's shocking to witness that kind of behavior and that lack of accountability because I came here, I was an an orphan Mm. and I was adopted into a white military family whom had the biggest heart today. (laughs) <laughs> they would be considered racist because they adopted a black kid. Yeah, yeah. Look at Amy Coney Barrett mm. when that the judge mm-hmm, who mm-hmm. was appointed by Trump. Yeah. They attacked her character for adopting kids from Haiti. Yeah. Yeah. Who does that? Who, yeah. And she was called a white supremacist because she decided to adopt. Yeah. And that was completely above me because I'm like, wouldn't that make my parents racist then? Yeah. Because now they're just cloaking to hide the fact that they're racist Mm. because in college i'm gonna jump a little bit there in college one of my bosses i worked as an ra my boss basically stated to me that your parents don't love you and they don't want you to succeed because of the the color of your skin they don't have your best interest at heart and i'm like you have to be one of the stupidest but she's very intelligent very intelligent so that is probably one of the saddest things i've ever witnessed within the black community because i don't hate the black community they think i do right they think i do because i talk so critical about them but i see potential so -hmm. therefore i criticize and i do the same thing with the white community the hispanic community the asian community yeah i just said asians are the most racist i get canceled for that Mm -hmm. yeah definitely i mean You know, that's something I I don't I mean, I went to a pretty diverse high school, Mm -hmm. but I wouldn't say that Asians we had Asians, but they weren't it it wasn't a high population of Asians. So I wouldn't I don't even know what that looks like. I mean, because I know they're very communal. They are very Mm -hmm. communal. We have Asian American friends, Korean American more specifically. But um, what did that look like in college? Like, is it just because they are? communal or did, were there actual tendencies where it's like hey we don't rock with you i mean i'm not gonna it's like the notion of saying all black people are racist all mm-hmm. white people are racist mm-hmm. all that my best friend is asian <laughs> but i am like i am blunt with her i'm yeah. like you got and she's an oddball out as well mm-hmm. she does not hang out with asians because she sees the exact same thing yeah. even mm-hmm. though she's from vietnam mm-hmm. well, that's the interesting thing there but to see them it's always been kind of like a mindset type of thing because you're raised in asia in china and vietnam to stay together as opposed to america where you're raised to be an individual yeah right and for them it's more keen and they're stronger together than apart mm. so anybody that doesn't have that same mindset or share share those same values i think it's more drawn to values than it is skin color for them but they treat you very differently if you're not of the culture. So mm. I wouldn't necessarily, if no, knowing my best friend, I wouldn't necessarily say she's racist, no, but the way they act upon black people, white people kind of, yeah, discriminates in mm. a way. Mm. So it almost seems like it's a human character trait. 
Mm. <laughs> Wait, what? I said it almost seems as if it is a human character trait. Exactly. Uh, that's exactly. what we fight against because the narrative is that racism is inherent in white not only just white people, white Americans, the youngest country yeah. <laughs> is the most racist country. Yeah. Is is racism's progenitor. You know, mm-hmm. that just doesn't make yeah, any sense. One of the youngest and most diverse countries. Yeah. Yeah, I know. And yeah. we have survived two hundred years yeah. as the most diverse country and yeah. became this one world that everybody comes to right how is that possible yeah. why the heck did i come here if it was so prolifically racist yeah what what did it or how does it currently feel and maybe you can uh, draw on how it felt in the past to actually be an african american um not through uh, mere the- heritage but like through nationality that's your nationality African American, and then see so many thoughts whirling around about what it means to be an African American simultaneously that I think mm. probably collided with who you actually are. Yeah, and that's one of the things I argue the most: the fact that Black Americans call themselves African Americans, and I'm mm. like, I get it. Your ancestors were African. Mm-hmm. I totally get that. I'm never going to take that away from you. Mm-hmm. However. Let's fast forward 200 years. <laughs> you had never been to Africa. Yeah. You don't even know what it's like living in Africa. Mm. Um, most of your ancestors are all died off and most of them are from America. So therefore, mm. you are just an American. No yeah. offense. You don't see Irish Americans calling themselves Irish Americans or yeah. Italians or any of that. They're just merely Americans. What makes you so special to say that you are African-American? Yeah. Yeah. There's millions of African-Americans who come here and they succeed, but they know that they were born there. And I can, I can say I'm American now because I don't have an African nationality, which because they revoked it when I became an American because they don't do dual citizenship. But Ultimately, if I wanted to be president of the United States, I couldn't be president of the United States. Right. And I respect that. Yeah. So that's where it draws a line. And for me, that was the biggest issue where it was like, you guys have to embrace being Americans, but the majority of them hate being American. Mm. And I'm like, then you have the alternative to move to the country, you, the continent you so clearly want to be a part of. Yeah. So maybe you know this, but the culminating step in woke black American ideology yeah. is to make their way back home to Africa. To the motherland. To the motherland. Yeah. What would shock the mess out of them <laughs> if, if that happened? The simplicity of life. Mm. The fact that you don't have as many options that you have in america Mm. the fact that education is not a right there it's a privilege Mm. the fact that there you are just another number Mm. here there's a vast difference in who you are you're an american that's the identity of every single individual born here yeah no one can strip that from you so them going there one day they'd think it's great they'd be they'd fall in love with it but then reality would shock them 
that they don't have the ability to criticize the government the way they want. Mm -hmm. They don't have the ability to just go up to someone and talk to them on the streets and argue with them because they're probably going to get killed and no yeah. one's going to do anything about it. Yeah. Like the simplicity of life. Life is not all that dandy outside of American and outside of the constitutional protection. Mm. No, if you're gay there, you're screwed. Mm. If you're Muslim or Christian, you go at each other. Yeah. Those kinds of things. So life is not as romanticized as the movies coming to America makes it mm. seem. Mm. So did you, did you it would be a huge that? culture shock. <laughs> did you see part two of that? Oh, dude, I, I died laughing. Ah, I, I didn't mean, it see it. It wasn't as funny as the first one, though. It wasn't okay, yeah, I, I never, yeah. I never I saw, saw the it. second one. It, was, it wasn't as funny as the first one, but it had its moments. Exactly. Had I, its I, I was like, dang, they needed to do it. But I was like, you could have done without it because there was a lot of leftist agendas there. Yeah, and that always happens. happens. Any new movie a now, lot. that's how that it is. That happens. Yeah, well, speaking of which, <laughs> you and I talked. Did you, did you happen to finish the uh, Colin in black and white? No, I mean, I can talk a little bit about the I, we got to hear your thoughts on it. We got to hear oh your my thoughts. Gosh. On. His comparison. I mean, obviously, it jumped out of the screen. Yeah. Literally, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> literally, yeah. the slave comparison to the NFL. Yeah, I mean, come on, man. Yeah. You're going to complain about getting paid millions of dollars mm. for something that you worked your butt to get to yeah. for them measuring you and comparing that to being freaking sold off to auction right. and just insult the whole Man. dynamic that you continuously try to re-enter when mm -hmm. you were kicked out right mm -hmm. right you know that's a thing everything. like in this the left ideology if there were such a thing is it at is. war with itself You're right Right, like they, like that's why the Democratic Socialist Convention about, is the you know, way it is. I thought about that when you were talking about uh, 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 Turning Point and saying mm -hmm. you know it's, it's a breath of fresh air. You're being around a bunch of people like that, you can just have conversations that can't happen with leftists. Mm -hmm. It would eventually collapse on itself because they don't. It would. There isn't it any would. foundation. Not, like like an example. So much hate. Yeah, yeah so much yeah. hatred. Mm -hmm. it, 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 like you have Colin that's saying, and and not just Colin. Colin got it from somewhere. But because I even heard stuff like that in college, I went to an HBCU, I went to Morgan State and people would mm -hmm. say stuff like that about the NFL and NBA being like slavery. I was like, well, sign me up for that slavery. Mm -hmm. Oh, <laughs> that, that, I, I mean, I would take the that's millions. ridiculous. Yeah. But the, so you have that you have that form of slavery. And then in the other breakout session in left ideology, you have women saying, we wish that we got paid as much as those slaves. Mm-hmm. <laughs> And, it, and it's like, uh, what's yeah. happening here? Yeah. Mm -mm. It's backwards thinking. Yeah. It's backwards mentality. And it's starting to, it, it's the most dangerous thing you can impose on children because now, and a lot of them are like, oh, well, we, that's how you should raise your children to yeah. believe that they're less than and to see that as, I mean, come on. What does that do? Because the majority of Black America fights and tries to get out of the oppression that they say they're under mm. to go into sports yeah. and become mm -hmm. millionaires. Yeah. Mm -hmm. yeah. So what does that mean? Should you continue to, pers to pursue a career in sports? 
Man. If that's slavery, are you going to boycott becoming a millionaire like LeBron, LeBron James? Yeah, right. Leaving Oakland, Ohio? No. Mm -hmm. you're, so you're just going to continue. Pick a side. Yeah. If you're going to call that slavery, boycott the slavery. Mm -hmm. If you're going to then create your own. Right. <laughs> right. right. That's there, the beauty of America. There's, there's so many. a lot oh, of opportunity for that. Right. I... um all of these different like highly intelligent kind of like what you talked about as far as you were an RNA RA and your boss and what they were saying mm -hmm. but they were very intelligent there are so many intelligent people saying the most foolish things there's a pastor and an author named Tony Campolo who once said there's nothing like listening to a brilliant mind articulate a stupid idea oh man and I think that's what we're just seeing all over the place <laughs> it is all it's over the quite place sad it's quite sad because no like i'm gonna were you gonna add to that I, I, you can interject it because i'm gonna no, no 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 finish and i'll interject afterwards okay well i was just gonna ask um if you had gotten to in the in that series any of the dynamics between like the very subtle dynamics between colin and his parents oh they dove into it well, I, uh, I didn't get into it. It's 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 not explicit. It's it's, 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 it's implicit. Yeah. yeah, it's very passive. Um, but it'll it'll jump. You'll notice it. Yeah, you'll when notice. You, when it. you see it, you'll know. Like we're already doing this. Yeah, I'm not even gonna talk about it because I just want you <laughs> yeah. to just. In, I want you to enjoy. And especially since it probably mirrors potentially your where you were up when you were up, you know, raised. Yeah. Like mm -hmm. would you, you know, would you say that your? I mean, mine was. Yeah, I yeah. feel like what you guys are saying would be the complete opposite of how I yeah right. interacted with my parents. That's right. exactly Absolutely. correct. Absolutely. Right, right, no. right, right. My God, That's exactly now correct. I have to finish it. You've got yeah. to, dude. Yeah. you got to. So I hope you didn't forget what you were about to say. No, I kind of did. <laughs> <laughs> I kind of did. But you, were, you asked the question on that dynamic. Yeah. Right? Right. We don't want to say it too much. Yeah, we. I don't want to. I don't want to give it away if you haven't seen it. But I mean, but as far as like the the reality of it, and or speaking, let me backtrack. It's not a reality. I'm sure it's a reality for some people, mm -hmm. where white parents are adopting black children to hate them and 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 torture them. I, I'm not going to say that has never existed in the world, yeah. mm -hmm. but I will say this. The society we are creating is perpetuating black parents who would adopt white children and justifiably oh. hate them. Mm -hmm. Oh, I mean, the process of adoption alone is a, oh my gosh, gruesome process. Mm. It's not easy to adopt from Africa, but I'm sure it's easier to adopt here in the U.S., obviously, mm. but you get emotionally involved mm. you there's no disconnect there where if you want to adopt someone it's go, you're going to have to show proof that you actually want to adopt this individual so that's kind of where i don't know if he was adopted so young where he does not remember that or or he just completely puts that to the side for profit because mm. i feel as if most of this is a show yeah, for yeah. him to profit off of it because yeah. he came, he became so irrelevant in the NFL mm -hmm. to a point where who knows did the kneeling really 
was the kneeling really something he believed in mm. or was it something that was going to make him more money because he realized he wasn't good enough for the nfl yeah. yeah race hustlers have existed for a long time and <clears throat> like that's not new right no, there's no, no. always been the mm. race hustler booker t washington talks Jackson. about yeah. it he says that there are a class of people who talk about the issues but then also i'm paraphrasing but also don't want the issues to be solved because then they'll be out of a job no mm -hmm. oh. i mean yeah. imagine imagine if there was a cure for cancer which oh which there probably is imagine if there's a cure for racism which yeah, there right. probably is well yeah it's and called jesus is. but <laughs> yeah, exactly love <laughs> thy neighbor That's as right. you would love yourself yeah well I hey mean, we're, we're witnessing not the love my neighbor part, uh, but, but we're, we're witnessing not literally the cure aspect and in, in the in the lack of desire for a cure with COVID. Mm -hmm. There's been a number of doctors. That's kind of what you and I we we got on the phone yesterday to plan for this episode and just immediately started going into this <laughs> kind of rant off of one another. Yeah, uh, but yeah, man, because um, like so right before Christmas, I was telling you that I got well, he got COVID. And then he ended up giving it to our entire family. Yeah, Spread zero. throughout PG and Baltimore. Oh, this dude, yeah. I'm just saying, he's a ticking time bomb, this guy. You, just, you guys just gave them <laughs> immunity right there. Yeah, right. Smokes. So my father didn't catch it because he had COVID a year ago. Oh, surprise, so, surprise. Yeah. Mm. But I. so the first day or maybe the second day, it progressed with me. Um, I just felt terrible. Aches, was uh, dizzy, headaches. Um, fatigued and uh, you know just just felt awful kind of debilitating really and I have some blessed friends in Frederick um, who told me about a doctor that prescribes ivermectin yeah. was a telecommunic uh, was a telemeeting I hooked up with the doctor prescribed yeah. it sent it to a pharmacy they drove it to me I took it I wasn't enjoying I was enjoying a cigar on Wednesday mm -hmm. You're so white, man. You were enjoying a cigar? <laughs> Golly. But, you but, really and, and, were and raised so, by white parents. I, <laughs> man, I, that's so, new. I have some friends who also at that same time were sick and they were regressing. Like throughout the week, throughout that week, they were regressing and getting nausea and vomiting and they were considering going to the hospital. Meanwhile, mm -hmm. I'm just like. I'm living it out. I, yeah. yeah. I, I was bad on Monday. Tuesday, I'm good. Wednesday, I'm really good. Thursday, I mean, and, and, I, and it just got me angry about how much effort from the onset was placed into squelching actual help mm -hmm. for this oh, virus. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah. I mean, that wouldn't have been the case had all these um, doctors who were speaking out about been censored. Yeah. yeah. Obviously. I mean, clearly, we all know there's a uh, war is a freaking you make so much money out of war. Yes. Mm -hmm. And why wouldn't you do the same thing when it comes to medicine, when it comes to all this? Yeah. So gr granted, unfortunately, there is some things that say trump had he made the most off of the vaccine mm -hmm. and off of all of that mm -hmm. and i'm like it's a bit disturbing because i love him to death mm -hmm. and obviously <laughs> we don't have to agree on every single thing trump says yeah, or correct. Trump does or policies that's the beauty of america right okay mm -hmm. so long as he holds our values and promotes the american 
everything. Mm -hmm. He's not perfect, and I'm okay with that. Mm -hmm. But to a degree, if he was benefiting off of that, that's part of what goes on yeah. in politics. That's part of what goes on in in the world of war, of all that. So there is a cure for COVID. Mm -hmm. It's called getting it and getting mm -hmm. over it yeah. and having everybody do that instead of suppressing them mm -hmm. and locking them down and telling them they can't exercise they can't yeah. eat healthy the opposite just, right yeah, yeah. <laughs> exactly depleting the economy yeah. and just making people fear-based mm. watching the news cnn in particular yeah. even fox news was yeah. uh, to blame with that yeah. yeah yeah making them think the world is going to end that's yeah. a it's called it's a syndrome psychologically yeah. speaking you put them in a confined space and you tell them everywhere around you might kill you if you go outside obviously right. they're going to believe it that's exactly right mm -hmm. so and that's exactly what they did as opposed to allowing freedom loving americans go to their private physician to actually handle those kinds of decisions for yeah. themselves yeah the government wanted to hijack it and they did it and now two years later eight that's millions. where we're at yeah yeah, yeah. Mm -hmm. eight millions and uh i was on, I was on some research on like COVID in the um there's a the hospital in Minnesota, Mayo Clinic, very prestigious mm -hmm. hospital. They do researches and all uh, research studies on COVID, and they just broke down some numbers. They were just saying, you know, there's 340 million Americans um, and 830,000 COVID deaths, supposedly. They actually said supposedly. that. Supposedly. I don't believe that. They, right. They said at the most, if everything mm -hmm. that has been reported to the CDC is true, there mm -hmm. was 831,000 and, you know, like 42 deaths in America. Mm. That's less than 1% of this country. And it's always been exactly. that case. And we are exactly. shutting it down for less mm -hmm. than 1%. Mm -hmm. <laughs> I mean, co um, the flu killed 2 million people yeah. in 20, I think it was 18, right before COVID. Yeah. We didn't shut down the economy or America for that. Yeah. And kids are more susceptible to the flu and the elderly are more susceptible to the flu. Yeah. So I'm sorry, 800,000 people. I get it. It was new. Yeah. I'm not, we're not denying that it's not real, mm -hmm. but we're also just asking to be allowed to make our own medical decisions. And it, there's a vaccine, go take the vaccine, but it's not for me. <laughs> you know, one of the most profound <clears throat> um, SNL skits, which mm -hmm. was years ago, because I haven't watched SNL in years. I mean, it's just it not funny being anymore. Funny years yeah, it's ago, yeah, fresh, yeah, yeah, it's not funny. But one of the most profound recent skits, I think it was in 2016, maybe, mm -hmm. was when they had Tom Hanks posed as a, a right wing MAGA nut mm -hmm. on Black Jeopardy. And they ended up agreeing on a lot of different issues when it came to governmental trust. <laughs> you know, you start talking about those things and they started agreeing and they were making jokes about it. But I bring that up to say that the whole kind of racist narrative, like we were talking about earlier, part of that leftist ideology is colliding on itself, especially when the whole vaccine mandate started coming to play mm -hmm. on the playground. Because yeah. then you had black Americans saying, whoa, yeah, yeah. well, hold up. Is this the direction our team is going? Because mm -hmm. 
I'm not really down with that. Exactly. <laughs> you know, exactly. It, <clears throat> what what have you experienced, especially on a college campus, mm-hmm. in regards to how people feel um, about the vaccines, and then also what that demographic looks like? Funny enough, because on college campuses, those are just completely rampant with liberal ideologies yeah. professors who a lot of them are conservative but don't want to come out mm. and jeopardize their career. 10-year 15-year yeah. careers for so <laughs> when i was going back to college last year for my senior year starting my senior year we received an email stating you must be vaccinated by september 6th in order to come back and actually be a part of the community. And the unvaccinated will not be wearing masks, but the, no, the vaccinated will not wear masks, but the unvaccinated ought to wear masks. I'm like, okay. So I call my Dean because I'm really good friends with her. And I'm like, listen, I'm not doing this. (laughs) I I will come back to school, but I will not comply to any of these rules. She's like, well, we only said that and sent that email because we are mandated to do so. Mm. So I go Mm. in and I get to school and they're like, well, did you get your COVID? I'm like, it's none of your business. It's (laughs) not your business. My, it was the nurse. And she asked me playing out and I'm like, you know, HIPAA laws, right? Right. It's none of your business. Yeah. So I tell her and she's like, well, we need to chart that. And I was like, no, I don't have it. What are you going to do about it? Here's my exemption, my religious. I did religious and medical mm. and they can't ask you anything about it. So here it is. And let me do my thing. And I was probably two. There was probably two other people in my school that didn't get the vaccine out of all the freaking. Wow. Students. Wow. Two. Wow. And but what what did i have to do i had to test every single week and they made me pay for it mm. and they're like well this it's we're gonna punish you right for not complying with everybody else that's what it is man oh god so i was like you know what if that's what if that's the price for freedom i'll do it yeah like <laughs> i'm i'm fearful for the generation that comes next mm-hmm. who are raised by this current generation. Mm-hmm. Um, and it makes me more intentional in the way that I parent and yeah. teach and pastor um, <clears throat> because government is the new God mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, and government, governmental help is the new salvation. Absolutely. You talk about BLM coming together with the conservatives for against the vaccine mandates yeah right remember that yeah that is exactly what the black community stands against big government overreaching Mm -hmm. that's right Mm -hmm. why in the world are they supporting a party that wants to impose more control onto them well and even from the beginning was the ones who imposed the control right exactly Mm -hmm. um it's so lost on me you know we we've been Darren and I have been talking about gaslighting recently. Um, <laughs> one, because it's just what we're all undergoing right now. And we also went yeah. through it uh, uh, together. Uh, we went through some gaslighting and are healing from it. But people are being told to question their perception of reality in so many ways. Yeah. 
with this COVID thing, like you brought up the numbers, those numbers have not changed as far as the survival rate. They have not changed. But what did we get from the beginning? All we got was a ticker of COVID cases and we were never told what the survival rate was. No. No. <laughs> no. What did you guys say before the, the um, before we started? You said, you know, you, you guys were telling us that Maryland, <laughs> Maryland has a 92% vaccination rate yeah. and we're in a state of emergency. <laughs> exactly. It just doesn't make sense. Like nobody, no. all you have to do is ask questions like, huh? That should be your first no. question. Huh? And yeah, <laughs> what exactly. does that mean? And just follow, <laughs> follow wherever the, 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 the data leads. Mm -hmm. I mean, like, you kidding me? What is the problem? No. If if the vaccine is effective, 92% vaccination um, rate in a state as small as Maryland. Yeah. Maryland only has about 5 million residents. That's how they were able to do it. The 92%. Yeah. 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 That means I mean, that and that's, if COVID was very dangerous, that means that number would be very high as well mm -hmm. because mm -hmm. we're a small state. Yeah, exactly. And you don't need to have a degree in mathematics or statistics right. no. or anything to realize that. It's right. called common no. god darn sense. Yeah. And I even had a conversation with my um, counselor who basically tells me which classes I should take. And she's a psychologist with a PhD. Mm. And she's like, I'm so glad my kids are wearing masks. I'm so glad my kids are vaccinated. I can't. No, it was before the vaccine was given to the children. And mm. she's like, once it's released i'm gonna take them straight there to get vaccinated it's like you're a psychologist and i admire you because you're a brilliant mind but you just lost a lot of credibility with me here because <laughs> i'm i pointed out to her all of this can be avoided with common sense yeah and she's like well there's no such thing as common sense in science and i was like then then Whoops. what are numbers yeah. <laughs> yeah. what are they for and what are numbers yeah because well, numbers they're under attack they're, joel i'm not going to have you on this podcast talking numbers and math and any other racist talk on this on this I podcast know. i'm sorry you know that is unacceptable and we just very, won't we won't tolerate clearly <laughs> clearly i mean i'm sorry i barely know numbers here i am talking about <laughs> so so like i think the current like immediate current gaslighting we're enduring in this day is constantly being told to question our perception of reality mm -hmm. that pertains to the evil that was actually seen and experienced in December in 1942, I believe, One. 41, and mm -hmm. in September 11th, 2000. Mm -hmm. uh, for 2001, 2001 i'm sorry it, you know i don't do math guys it's racist so <laughs> uh we're told to question that perception everything that we know about that being evil needs to be thrown in the trash and what we need to replace that with is with what we all experienced and endured january 6th you remember where you were joel joel where were you yeah. on january 6th 2020 uh, I was in DC. oh you were in dc <laughs> Wow. I was at oh, because there was the rally. rally. Yeah. I was at that rally and I was, hmm, oh, this is brilliant. The government already knows this, I'm sure. But <laughs> <laughs> either way, I was at that rally and it was, okay, minutes before anything started, we were still listening to Trump. Mm -hmm. And the Capitol was about three miles away from we, where we were all, mm -hmm. all yes. of us. So everything started. Trump paused mid-speech because I think he was getting briefed on what was happening and starting at the Capitol. 
mm. while we were watching the man intently. So how could we have planned any of this yeah. or anything? And then we start marching after he told us to make our voices peacefully heard because mm -hmm. peaceful is the, the key word and patriotic. Yeah, right. Because those are the two words that you cannot say, the two Ps mm -hmm. you cannot say because that is what started everything yeah. and killed one person. Yeah. And no officers killed. All the officers, if you remember, oh, we remember. died after the thing. Yeah. After yeah. that, no part. Yeah. Well, that's a part of the gaslighting because because what happens is the news will report something false. I mean, do you remember what the what what the news was like during? I mean, oh, like five. What the news was like saying it was like five six people. people were killed. An officer got hit in the head with a fire extinguisher. Yeah. Oh yeah. No, and that story kept changing. Yeah. 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 At, Weeks yeah. later, it was like it wasn't a fire extinguisher. It was this. But it, but I'm here's sorry. the but here's we said this like a couple podcasts ago, um, with that misinformation with with mainstream media. What they do is that part which you just said is so loud, right? Mm -hmm. These cops got hit in the head with a fire extinguisher. Blah blah blah. That part's yeah. so loud, front page media. But then the yeah. corrections are like you know twelve a.m. You know, uh, actually, yeah, there's no, no, no one died. Sorry, we apologize. Right, last page of the newspaper. Yeah. yeah, and so people are all people are still mad mm -hmm. about the lie they told. They haven't mm -hmm. even heard the yeah, correction. They, haven't, they don't even know. And they don't even care about the correction. People are still exactly. mad about Trump colluding with Russia. Yeah, that's, yeah. that's what they think. When that was debunked. Debunked. They're, they're still mad about him saying there's good people on both sides. If you haven't seen that whole clip yet, then you've, yeah. you've no, done nothing. No, yeah. no, because all these people, all they do is fixate on exactly what they're told yes. mass form formation psychosis yeah i was just listening to dr malone about that mm -hmm. mass formation psychosis that's yeah, all they do cnn we when we were talking to this individual on the street who pulled us aside who pranked us basically that's all he was spewing yeah he was spewing exactly what cnn said and we're like where are you getting all this he's like oh cnn the news I'm like you that's all you watch that's all yeah man you, you get your no original thought from it. Yeah. he's like yeah yeah and i'm like well then that there's your problem right there yeah man and he's supposed to supposedly a white very educated individual mm. so this is what i, I want to do not ludicrous i want us to sit and cringe together <laughs> yeah we're about to listen to this is all from today is this all all from, it's no, it's from the past. Okay, have, I'll play so the one we, from the we've past got person. we've got we've got some things. Darren's got he's pulled some clips from the pet from last year and from this year in regards to the language behind January sixth. Um, let's just listen to some of this. It feels like things have actually gotten worse since January sixth. Honestly, you know, I remember reading the reports about when Trump began his run for office, he inspired an uptick in um, white nationalism and in violent white nationalism. I think it's much worse than it was on January 6th. It's much worse than it was in November. It's much worse after January 6th. And part of the problem is, is because, because there's been no accountability, it's given permission to do more of this. What would happen if after 9-11 we had done nothing? We had done nothing. Right. Think about that. If we had done nothing after 9-11. And to me, though there was less loss of life on January 6th, January 6th was worse than 9-11 because it's continued to rip our country apart and give permission for people to pursue autocratic means. And so I think we're at a much worse place than we've been. And as I've said, I think to you before, I think we're in the most perilous point in time since 1861 in the advent of the Civil War.
I do, too. I do, too. And it, it frightens me. You know what scares me the most, Matthew, is that I'm not sure that most Democrats, at least elected Democrats in Washington, agree with us or as afraid as we are. You know, I said yesterday, talking with Malcolm Nance and Susan Del Percio, who's a Republican strategist, that if you break down what this looks like to me, it looks directly like fascism. It looks like Mussolini's Italy. Okay. So before you comment on that, let me just rehash real quick. So... We right now, as we are recording this podcast in the confines of my man cave uh, in freedom, uh, we are in Mussolini's Italy, <laughs> and the subject that we are memorializing, um, the event that we're memorializing today is an event that is far greater than what happened on September 11th. Mm. Yeah. Go. I had the Civil War. Go. And Civil War. And the Civil War. <laughs> yeah. Mm-hmm. Well what it seemed like was more of like a i agreed with them actually it, it is much worse now yeah, yeah. <laughs> he's right that's one thing that's the way that's stories go it's like right. telephone yeah exactly it is much worse because biden is in charge mm-hmm. supposedly right <laughs> supposedly <laughs> he's in charge the country is on the brink of division mm-hmm. that has never been seen, seen before, even mm-hmm. worse than when Trump was in office. Yeah, um, I'm sorry. Uh, we withdrew from Afghanistan and the freaking debacle. Yeah, that it is much worse because we have an incompetent individual who is representing us as a commander in chief, mm-hmm. and his whole administration completely does not know what the Constitution stands. When Harris was reading the preamble it sounded like today like that was the first time she had ever read i know it. yeah oh yeah. so if you want to make an argument about it being much worse than <laughs> it was in january 6th but that's because it is because nothing happened on january 6th yeah <laughs> nothing bad happened yeah. yeah um we have a couple more certain dates echo throughout history including dates that instantly remind all who have lived through them where they were and what they were doing when our democracy came under assault. Dates that occupy not only a place on our calendars, but a place in our collective memory. December 7th, 1941. September 11th, 2001. And January 6th, 2021 when i'm listening to these things (laughs) it is it is so left field no pun intended that it's very obvious that this is the grasping at something based based off of opportunism yeah Mm -hmm. this this is opportunistic politicians and then that now there's something we should worry about as citizens of this mm-hmm. country because yeah. opportunistic politicians um, have been the cause of a lot of corruption in the past. Yeah. Mm-hmm. No, I feel as if, man, it's much worse than all of those days. But what about the summer of love? Oh, my goodness. Never happened. I mean, how many people died? Men in black, fl- flag, flushy, so flashy thing. Yeah. So many. No, how long did it last? Forever. Oh, the whole year. It's still happening. It's yeah. Oh. Uh, oh, you got to play. That's why There's it's much clip. worse. There's another clip you have, I think. I do. Do you? Did you play? I don't know. I, maybe I. Maybe I just heard something. In, 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 in. 
No, maybe I just heard something. But so this is a part of the gaslighting we experienced, right? Where mm-hmm. um, who said that protesting has to be peaceful? That Chris <laughs> no, Cuomo, not that, not that, not that. Chris Cuomo, man. Wait, oh my! There's God. so many receipts. Cuomo? It's not even. Yeah, that's funny. what he said. Yeah, yeah. There's so many. He receipts. was talking about the 2020 mess. Yeah, and he said, "Who no. said that protests have to be peaceful?" But even no, the smash right. and grabs and the and the looting, we're not supposed to use the word looting because it's offensive to looters. But everything, this is all gaslighting. It's making you deny the perception of reality that is right in front of your face. Mm-hmm. Um, and so what we saw in 2020, where through apparently the fighting to be recognized as a black life, mm-hmm. black lives were taken. And then what was highlighted throughout that year was a white guy who was there doing something other than rioting, got attacked, and in self defense killed people, none of which who are black, but that is the poster for the black plight, that incident. Mm -hmm. Um, And all of that happened throughout the whole year. You had black officers killed you had black children killed Mm -hmm. through these things and then you have a rally and a portion of the people who were at that rally maybe some who weren't in uh, definitely some who work for the government go to Mm -hmm. the capitol and they go inside after invitation Mm -hmm. and take selfies (laughs) (laughs) and now that is the event that has been elevated as more more notorious and, and than the most notorious yeah. attacks made on this country's right. soil. And here's why they're doing this. Here's why they're doing this. They Harper. want to discourage people from doing exactly what patriotism looks like. Mm-hmm. They want to discourage people because imagine if everyone at that Trump rally you were at was like, you know what? This is the fight. This is the moment where we which is constitutionally protected, go into our Capitol building and demand that the people that work for us mm-hmm. do and honor their contract as our subservience. You know what I mean? They work for us. That is constitutionally protected. That's why the Second Amendment exists. They're not allowed to breach their contract as government uh, uh, people and then go, hey, guys, be peaceful. No, 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 no. You don't get to do whatever you want and violate laws and create new laws that are unconstitutional and then tell the people that you work for yeah. to calm down. Right. So that's why they want to demonize that kind of activity. They want to act like, oh, it's oh, no. so horrendous that you would ever do this to your capital. No, no, no. What's horrendous is that you would do this to your country. Mm. And the people are allowed to take their country back anytime they want. Absolutely. You need to be reminded that you work for us. Ooh, that's what they don't I, want. Was some bars. He, he gave us some bars. That's right what there. they don't want. They don't want people to to up to do that. That's no. that's that's harmful to their agenda. They don't want people yeah. to know that you can take up arms and go to the Capitol because it's your building. <laughs> it's not. It's not. A, it's not their building. No. It's it's ours. This right here is the left's most dangerous <laughs> circle right here. <laughs> Educated black people yeah. who. Can articulate their way through the Constitution, history, all of that. Yeah. The fact that you said that is the exact reason why. Because first and foremost, if we really planned right. January sixth, 
every single there was maybe two million people there mm -hmm. i'm probably over exaggerating that but it was the biggest rally for a president who lost by six million votes apparently yeah. and that's a foregone co conclusion now like that that exactly. conversation's gone now exactly no he lost by that many but he had two million people at his rally when his uh, opponent was in a basement with <laughs> basically hiding yeah. but if we really wanted to make our voices heard or really wanted to change everything don't you think everybody at that rally 18 and up or yeah. 21 and up had guns yeah yeah why wouldn't we yeah. go to dc with our guns this government Why wouldn't we breach the capital with our guns people have no idea how many guns exist in this country all right that, just alone in those two million people yeah. they have <laughs> there no would idea. have been maybe 1.5 million guns at that capital and and people think that that's all about and so what what media does with that in which we needed we you keep saying it but we need to do an episode on guns but mm -hmm. um why the media keeps uh juxtaposing gun ownership with uh murders that happen mm -hmm. most of which happen in gun controlled urban territory um yeah. The reason they keep juxtaposing that is so that their push to take guns is supported by citizens. Yeah. And and that has been sort of working in a sense. It hasn't happened in full, but there have been um, uh, infringements on gun rights already. Yeah, We live in Maryland. We, we experience it. Um, but when you were talking about earlier, as far as people not understanding the freedoms that we have in this country and the, mm -hmm. and the, the ability to live that we enjoy in this country that most people do not enjoy outside the world, it's yeah. because of those little metal polymer tools mm -hmm. that these Americans get to keep. Mm -hmm. It's because your government doesn't get to just do whatever they want. See, people no. are, are up in arms, you know, uh, metaphorically speaking, over a lot of things that are happening now. Mm -hmm. When it comes to the way corrupt government acts abroad and outside the world, oh. Americans would not hesitate to lay their lives down to get y'all no. up out of here. Right. Mm -mm. They wouldn't hesitate. There, no, no. There's, <clears throat> they're not even 1% of our freaking uh, country. There's 340 million. There's, yeah, we're 349. Let's say there's 1% of the elites. Yeah. Mm -hmm. You think yeah. you're going to win that war? Yeah. They, they know that <laughs> you're not going to win that war. So, so we have to do this internal right. fighting. We got to do this uh, narrative. We have to do the uh, mass psychosis like you were talking mm -hmm. about, because now it's an apocalypto thing. Let's get people hating and fighting each other. And then we will come in and save uh, with a solution that people never would have accepted uh, beforehand. But now that things no, are so it's bad, more government control. That's yeah. right. And it's that's worse the than the problem for them. Yeah. And more government control, you know where that gets you? Germany. <laughs> yeah, that's right. exactly right. Right. Mussolini. Yeah, actually. Exactly. The irony that, of that's Joy fascism. Reed. Yeah, right. That's exactly. fascism. Exactly. That, what Trump was is not fascism. Not at all. What yeah. Trump was was Reagan-esque. Mm. And uh, do whatever you want so long as you don't break the law. Mm. Yeah, they hate that. Exactly. Yeah, they hate that. <laughs> they hate that. even the notion... Mm -hmm. go go Sorry. no no no. i was just saying that they hate that i was just commenting on what you said absolutely even the notion of us going up to someone and pointing the gun at them mm -hmm. but not shooting them is legal under the constitution yeah. mm -hmm. so long as you don't kill them yeah because if that person is 
they basically took our rights away to make our voices heard under mm -hmm. the First Amendment. And what are we supposed to do? Just let them do it? Yeah. We had every single right to do that had we actually been in charge or planned any of that. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I and know. There's nothing they could have done. It really isn't. Um, I know one of the common retorts is that, well, the government has the military. No, and no. people fail to realize the military is made up of citizens. Mm-hmm. They're made up of citizens. Mm -hmm. Now, I do believe that there is a an intentional weeding out of traditionally valued citizens in the military. That's why they're imposing all these different things so that people who don't right. want any part of that can be like, I'm out of yeah. here. Um, yeah, that's why they're trying to indoctrinate our military now. Yeah. It's so much easier to control people who think exactly like you. Yeah, It's so much easier to control left-leaning individuals than right-leaning individuals because then they can do exactly what you ask them for that's yeah. when the government controls the military yeah so maybe that's a strategy for them mm -hmm. saying if you're not vaccinated we're gonna remove you or leave yeah right just so they can have a military yeah. just so they can have that to turn the Amer to turn on the american people on that could be a strategy. Yeah, it could be. I mean, and it's it wouldn't be a, a new one. It wouldn't be a new strategy. Um, let's like as we wrap up. I have a question for you. Why do you think, when it comes to patriotism, um, in its classical sense, not in its leftist sense, uh, when it comes to patriotism, Black Americans seem at the bottom of the totem pole. It's the saddest thing, too, because mm -hmm. you have more to be patriotic about than anybody. Mm -hmm. The fact that, yeah, you had to struggle to break slavery. Mm -hmm. Yeah, it's an awful thing, but it didn't just happen in America. Mm -hmm. Sorry, I'm going to break the bubble right there. Yeah. But still, the fact that you had to overcome that and you were given that, you have so much more to be patriotic about. Mm -hmm. And that's the saddest thing, because I don't know where there was a divide where black Americans thought they were supposed to vote Democrat or yeah. supposed to, they have conservative values. Yeah. Right. Mm -hmm. It's right. All the way throughout life. It's always been family, God, God family. And I don't remember mm. and community or yeah. something like that. And no big but government. It was always those things. <laughs> yeah. But now what has changed? They still have those. But now, who promises them the wrong things? Yeah. Who promises them those kinds of, oh, you, you'll get free this, free that, free this, free the left. Mm -hmm. They've hijacked that right. and made them believe that they've always been on their side when they mm -hmm. haven't. That's why it goes to less patriotism because they've been told they're oppressed their entire lives. Yeah. So what is there to celebrate if you're oppressed your entire life? That's right. Yeah. And and the left has to ride that oppressed train and the white supremacist train. Mm -hmm. And the this is the worst the country has been since the 1800s train, um, because that's how you get people to relinquish freedoms through fear. Yeah. Fe no. Fear and free uh, stuff. Mm -hmm. Security. Yeah. People will trade in freedom for security. Oh, absolutely. Well, fake security. It's, so it's not even real security. It's fake. No. Yeah. It, what are those masks? <laughs> <laughs> right. 
All you right. got to do is put it on to feel safe. Yeah. Right. Right. Yeah. So absolutely. It's, it's the saddest thing yeah. because they've always <laughs> black community should be the most patriotic. Yeah. And they have the most to be patriotic because of all what they've got, overcome. Yeah. You could be the greatest group in America, but you hold yourselves back because you've given all your freedom to one side right. and completely isolated yourself. Yeah. And isolation doesn't solve anything. It only hurts you and your kids the more. Mm. Mm. So people like LeBron James making millions and telling other kids that they can't do what he does or become who he is yeah. because yeah. they live. I can't in wait to hear his hall of fame society. speech. Mm -hmm. They can't say anything no, about hard imagine. work. You can't talk about work ethic. You can't yeah, talk about no. any of that. You got to talk no. about slavery. Yeah. Let's hear it. Yeah. LeBron, how'd you overcome slavery? Yeah, no. Let's hear I it. didn't. I just joined it and they paid me <laughs> millions of dollars. Right. Right. Uh, work for China. So. so, yeah, exactly. China paid me a lot and mm -hmm. I kept you all oppressed. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Um, Man, here's a spotlight moment. What what are some things you're working on, or what are some things you want to point people's attention to? Your Instagram or anything else? And now's the time. Let them know. Well, thank you guys first of all for having me on. Absolutely, definitely a pleasure having conversations with you guys. I'm actually coming out with my own podcast after I graduate in May. Yeah, it's gonna nice. be. I'm not gonna reveal the name yet. All you right. Know, right. Okay. Okay. Keep yeah. Keep really the suspense, man. Secretive. Keep the suspense. Text yeah. me later. <laughs> i'm gonna <laughs> i'm gonna start doing more of those outings where i'm actually having these these discussions with people on the streets and whether it's not whether it's talking about certain issues i'll be doing more of that and i'm honestly diving more into this realm where i'm solely focusing my attention on these aspects where i think the best thing we can have is a conversation as opposed to a debate Absolutely, because I'm not a great debater. Mm -hmm. I'm a great conversationalist, mm -hmm. and I can sway you in a manner in which because I will listen to you. Mm -hmm. So that's kind of what I'm trying to promote more, and I'm trying to go deeper in. So my everybody can find me on at Token Black Eye USA on Instagram, TikTok, um, Gut Getter because it's it's climbing, man. It's nope. climbing. Up, screw Twitter. On screw twitter yeah. leave twitter i'm not even going to mention twitter for my username mm -hmm. uh, it's token bg underscore usa for getter okay. and youtube so there's a lot of things coming forward i'm trying to see for a new show and there's so much but you and i will stay connected yes and I'll keep uh, you guys up definitely so and there's my website you can go to tokenblackguyusa.com if you like what i do okay. support me i it would greatly help yeah. with all of that yeah well man it's been a joy and a pleasure having you on i'm grateful um for this episode but then also like i said like these moments are a breath of fresh air you know mm -hmm. i mean there are so many points of connection for us um the world would have us find joy in the fact that our skin color looks the same um mm -hmm. then the next level would have us find joy in the fact that our ideologies are the same but uh, yeah. We're brothers in the Lord, and I'm, yeah. I'm grateful for that. And just keep fighting that fight, man. Um, keep Absolutely. standing firm. And I pray schooling goes well. Stand firm on that campus, dog. Yeah. Yeah. I know it's I'm hard. actually no longer in the campus, though. Oh, I, okay. I, I only have two courses, so I'm not a full-time student. Okay. So I can't be on campus. So well, my, my career is done almost. 
Well, right. keep enjoying that uh, Floridian yeah. weather and freedom. Wearing shorts and tank tops year round. Ah, <laughs> oh, you know, you know, I will do that. Come on, show off these legs, <laughs> these ex soccer players' legs. Get that, get that tan, yeah. man. Get that tan. Yeah, you, you well, already know. I need more of it, anyways. <laughs> well, ladies and gentlemen, we appreciate you guys tuning into this episode of Black and Blurred. We hope to see more young Black American voices who hold firm to the traditional values that we once had of family, freedom, and faith. Do not be gaslit. Do not have your identity stripped from you. Stand firm. Thank you guys for tuning into this episode where you're guaranteed to hear one of two things, our humble opinion or the facts. Holler at us.